Welcome to the Birth Warrior Podcast. In each episode, we feature the stories of birth warriors, women who have persevered to find their own truth in pregnancy and birth. As you hear these women share their stories of love, autonomy, connection, and power, it is our deepest wish that you will be inspired, empowered, and supported to find your own truth. We are honored these women have stepped forward to share their personal stories and to help us remember that we all have the power to choose what is right for us. The Birth Warrior Podcast is a presentation of the Indie Birth Association and is not intended to be medical advice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Birth Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Jaden Graham, and on today's episode, we have Amina. Amina is an Algerian native currently living in Egypt with her husband and two daughters, Miriam and Layla. A lover of home births and breastfeeding, Amina volunteers most of her time helping and consulting mothers on breastfeeding via social media. Her message to women is to trust their bodies and know that birth can be a spiritual experience if you believe that it can be so. And this was such a sweet conversation. Um, thank you so much, Amina, again, for allowing me to hold space. Um, and here is the episode. Happy 2022, everyone. Enjoy. Hello, Amina. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, Jaden. I'm so glad to be with you. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, yeah, so wherever you would like to begin your story, please share. Okay, so my name is Amina. Uh, I'm originally from Algeria, but actually I live in Egypt. Um, My story with free birth dated to 2015. That was the date of my first pregnancy. I was just digging and um, it felt wrong when I saw, uh, you know, how women give birth, whether in my country or in Egypt. Uh, the medical interventions, um, the brutal, uh, you know, uh, how women are treated, it felt wrong. Mm-hmm. I just said, no, it's not, it's not supposed to be like this. Mm-hmm. So I was pregnant with my first daughter, Mariam, and then I was uh, searching in the net and um, I found that there, there are women actually uh, in the U.S. who are... <clears throat> sorry, taking back their birth and giving birth, whether with midwives at home or solo, completely solo. I love that. Mm-hmm. And um, I subscribe in many channels uh, of uh, photographers who uh, just uh, capture the home births with midwives. And then I liked more uh, free birth. I was mm-hmm. watching free birth a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I couldn't, I couldn't have my baby uh, the way I wanted, Mariam. So I had her uh, with midwives in a in a clinic, like a birth center, uh, in my country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have her uh, here in Egypt. You know, I wanted to be with my mom and my sister, my family, because um, uh, my husband is Egyptian. So I wanted to be surrounded with my family. Uh, the birth of Mariam was also, uh, <laughs> it wasn't uh, peaceful, 100%, of course. Um, you know, 
I was beaten a little bit in my uh, belly. Mm. I don't know. They have a concept uh, that you have to push. Uh, you have to, you know, pump the belly uh, of the mom so that you get the baby out. We couldn't be, uh, I couldn't be able to do a skin to skin uh, or a delay cord clamping or anything like that. And I had an episiotomy, actually a large episiotomy. Wow. So I was traumatized. And I had uh, postpartum uh, stress, like baby blues. I was crying without any reason, just like that. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have that birth I always wanted. The birth I saw in the videos, at YouTube, etc. Mm-hmm. So you can say that I was determined that I will never let that happen again. Never mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will not go uh, to the medical system. It's done. Mm-hmm. So with my second pregnancy, I was pregnant with uh, baby Lila, um, 2019. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told my husband, actually, I want free birth. I don't want to go to the doctor and I don't want an OBGYN. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. Mm-hmm. So I contacted uh, Carla Hartley. I really, really love this lady. She helped me a lot. Uh, Marlene talked uh, about her okay. in her podcasts. Yeah. Okay. I contacted her and I told her uh, I'm pregnant mm-hmm. and uh, I want an assisted pregnancy. She said, go for it. This is the best decision you ever made. Just stay home. And don't push. She told me, don't push. Uh, she um, explained the, uh, uh, oh my God, I forgot it. You know, the muscle we have here in the uterus. The, the, fund- um, the fundus? The fundus, yeah. Yes, yes. She said the fundus will do it. <laughs> and I told her, okay. <laughs> and then when I was pregnant, it was an unassisted pregnancy. I was staying at home. I had uh, all doubt I had an, one ultrasound because we, my husband wanted to, to know the sex of the baby. We don't have here the option of, uh, you know, DNA test or something like that. Like uh, you have here, uh, you know, you have in the U.S., uh, it's called sneak peek or something. You know and that test. The to see. I'm sorry to see what the gender is. Yes. At, at twenty. So at at twenty weeks in a in a in a medical in a medical setting, um, there is some. There's an ultrasound that's offered at 20 and typically at 20 weeks, you can see the sex of the baby. There's also a blood test that I think even at seven weeks that you can get. um, And a lot of midwives can offer it as well around the States um, that you can also learn the sex of the baby that way too. Yeah. So we don't have that option, the blood test here. Mm -hmm. So I went to the OBGYN and we know that it's a girl. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was uh, the fourth month. You know, from that date, I was always constantly, every day, listening to Marlene podcasts. Mm-hmm. 
that was it. <laughs> whenever I do house chores, as chores, whenever um, you know, doing the uh, mopping the you know stuff, doing the laundry, always Moline is with me. Mm. And then I learned a lot from that lady. I really love her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I sent her a message. Thank you. I mm. love her. Uh, you know, she taught me a lot. Hemorrhage. Um, uh, the baby is not breathing. Actually, all the podcasts. Breach baby. And Layla was breach. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot from Indie Birth podcasts. Yeah. And, uh, and also from uh, FB groups. Mm-hmm. American groups. I think yeah they are they are all American groups mm-hmm. ladies uh, many many ladies uh, admins actually uh, I contacted them and yeah just said yeah go for it and stuff mm-hmm. plus uh, my husband's aunt she is uh, an Egyptian traditional midwife mm-hmm. uh, always when she visited us uh, you know I just go to her and please tell me how did you birth your babies please how Egyptian ladies uh, back in your time uh, when you were uh, young how did they deliver their babies and I asked her do you believe that uh, women can birth uh, solo completely solo she said yes yes I believe they can do that and she told me about uh, Two ladies, uh, and um, you know, in the sub area, uh, uh, rural areas in Egypt, they had uh, completely, uh, you know, they they born their their babies uh, completely uh, alone without any assistance. And she told me you can do it, mm-hmm. and she taught me how to uh, cut the cord, and that's it, and. Uh, and uh, I, uh, I also asked her, did you had, um, I mean, did you have uh, a case when the, when the women had a, a breech baby? She said, yeah, only one woman. I told her, how did you do that? I said, she said, I didn't do anything. I was patient and uh, the, the baby, you know, uh, one leg and then the other and that's it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's another woman. Now, I, I have to ask you, Amina, when you, um, how did you find out that your baby was breech? The day of the birth. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Okay. Then we'll, then we'll, then we'll get to that part. So, th- so this was, so this, was this just something that you were, um, that you were exploring just the possibility of this happening? Yes. When you were talking with her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I was interested. I was interested at breech babies. I'm not sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So uh, my husband's aunt also was one of the women who helped me and supported me to have the free birth I wanted. Also, my mother-in-law. Actually, my mother-in-law she had two free births, completely free birth at oh. home, and she had four home births with a traditional midwife here in Egypt traditional midwives um, they were allowed to um, help women to have their birth 
and they uh, actually they did uh, they uh, they they did um, you know court delayed court clamping without mm -hmm. knowing that it's scientifically great good now they are not licensed they are not allowed now no mm. no traditional midwives no wow. and their wisdom is gone they mm. are all old women uh, many of them uh, passed away like the uh, the aunt of my husband she passed away may she rest in peace with all those uh, traditional midwives beautiful ladies indeed that's so sad. So yes, this seems like the 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 loss of traditional knowledge. It, it's, um, it, it you know it extends so much farther than the U.S. It seems like now it's a it's a it's a global thing. Um, it's not just you know to it's not just um unique to one country. Which is, I mean, I guess I've heard this story from other you know in Europe and Australia and stuff like that. But yeah, that's yeah, it's sad. It's very sad that um. Yeah. Um, it is, yeah. Yeah. Now, now birth here is medicalized. Yes. Yeah. And so the 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 midwives in um in in Egypt um so is it it's very are are midwives I mean are are midwives even legal are is licensing a thing there in in Egypt or no. okay okay so do they work then. Do the midwives, are there any midwives, I guess is what I'm asking as far as just like the the legality, maybe midwives in a hospital or is it just OBs? Just OBs, honey. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> and nurses. Yeah. Nurses. Wow. Yeah. Some nurses, some nurses actually, they they do uh, home births, but, but it's, it's so... Um, it's not wide, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not popular here to have a nurse at home. No, it's not, yeah. popular. but it doesn't gotcha. rural areas. actually. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, where Should I would I continue? Oh, wait, what did you say? Should I continue? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i was just gonna ask um if you could uh um yeah, yeah if you it, i would love to hear about your birth um and just how that all how that all uh transpired just the whole the whole um the whole birth for you the whole birth yeah the whole birth <laughs> um, yeah i i traveled to my country algeria i told my husband I, uh, my husband and I, we just both decided that the birth uh, will take place in Algeria, in my country. So I uh, traveled and then um, I was only with my sister because of the lockdown and the coronavirus. That was in uh, April 2020. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So my mother uh, couldn't be uh, with me. She was in France trapped she couldn't you know uh, fly to us because mm. of the lockdown mm. so i was only uh, with my sister me and my sister uh in in our house uh i went to a, a licensed midwife 
when I was, you know, actually 30, 37, 37 week, something like that, around mm -hmm. 38 week of just a gestation pregnancy. I went to, uh, she was licensed midwife. I told her, uh, uh, you know, it was like plan B to me. What if I couldn't do it? So at least I'm gonna have a midwife who is very peaceful. She doesn't use any uh, instruments, only her hands. She doesn't perform any episiotomy. So it was great. Uh, it's like uh, we, um, you know, uh, we talked about the birth and she said, yeah, okay, whatever you want. So it was like a plan B. Do you understand me? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, then the 27th of April, 2020, that was the day of the birth. <laughs> Actually, when I had my first contractions, I was uh, at Zoom with a Lalichi League France meeting. And then the contractions began. Uh, and then they got stronger. We were, uh, we were in uh, Ramadan, the holy uh, Ramadan. I don't know if you know. Yes, I, I, yes, I know, I know uh, of Ramadan. We, we I don't were, know, I don't know yeah. it well, but I know, I know of the holiday, yes. Yes, uh, it was the fourth day of Ramadan. Mm. Then the contractions were getting uh, stronger. And I knew it's the day. I know this is it. Mm -hmm. I told my sister, I think I'm going to birth today. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when the contractions were unbearable a little bit, I told my sister, okay, I'm going to take a shower because I know the water will, uh, you know, relieve, lift the contractions. So when I had uh, my shower, uh, my water uh, broke the membranes, mm -hmm. broke. And it was green. That was the first surprise. Mm. It was a greenish water. So I knew that baby had meconium. At that time, I just rem uh, remembered a podcast of Marlene when she said, the baby and the mother, if left alone, I mean, uh, we, uh, nothing will happen. I mean, there's nothing risky or something, you know, like hospitals usually deal with meconium, like a life-threatening thing. No, just relax. The baby and the mother, if left alone without any intervention, it's okay. Mm -hmm. So I just, you know, remembered her podcast and I said, it's okay, just relax. Contractions were like waves. And then uh, I began uh, pushing. My body uh, was pushing, uh, was, uh, was pushing. I was pushing and I was screaming a little bit. It was uncomfortable for my sister. <laughs> she told me, lower your voice, told her, go away and don't come back here again until I call you. And I was pushing and pushing and pushing. And of course I didn't know that she was a uh, breach. I was squatting, squatting. And, um, and then my sister told me, why are you squatting? Just get up. And when I, when I uh, got, got up, uh, I just felt that 
the baby's body is going down there, down the birth canal. Mm. I just felt something, you know, passing there. And then I was so exhausted, Jaden. I told myself, okay, Amina, just sit on the toilet seat. So I sat down there and I felt a big contraction. That big contraction was actually uh, her bottom. She was Frank Breach. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So the bottom and then the two feet. To, uh, the, the, two, mm-hmm. the two feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said to myself, oh my God, what is this? It's a breech baby. What I'm going to do now? So I remembered again Marlene podcast about breech babies. And I think uh, the, her, in her podcast, she said, what if the baby is breech? Mm-hmm. She was like, uh, <laughs> I said, oh my God. Okay, I'm going to do like Carla said, Carla Hartley said, just let your body do its job. Don't push because I wanted to push. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I was freaking out, you know. I wanted to push and then, okay, relax. And then her, her, uh, her left, uh, actually her left hand um, just uh, went, uh, got out and then the second hand got out without any, uh, any, uh, any of my help, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, the head took a little bit of time, I think maybe three minutes, something like that. But I felt that was a long time, the head. Mm-hmm. So I had the baby, baby Lila was completely out. Only the head was still in, inside. Mm-hmm. So I just sustained her body with my hands so that she will not you know, hanging out like this. And then uh, I wanted to push. So I tried to push, but it was not, you know, doing anything. So I relaxed, tried to breathe. And then uh, a very big contraction got her, uh, her head out. And when she, <laughs> when she was completely out, the cord, was wrapped around her neck twice. So I just, you know, unwrapped it with my hands. And then she had uh, some blood on her nose. You know, I was like a mama gorilla. (laughs) I just, with my mouth, I tried to um, like do an aspiration Mm -hmm. in her nose. Uh, She wasn't breathing, you know. And she didn't cry. Mm. So again, I remembered Marlene podcast about the baby uh, breathing. She said, you know, even if uh, one minute, it's okay. It's okay if the baby uh, didn't breathe in one minute and crying is not an indication that the baby is breathing. It's okay if the baby didn't cry. So Mm. I remembered that information and I was... I was trying to do her some massage on her back. I was massaging her and I was talking to her 
come baby come please breathe breathe baby lila please please mm -hmm. and then she said ah, ah. She, it took time actually huh? mm -hmm. she said, ah. and then i said okay she's alive completely well i was you know mm -hmm. i cleaned her uh, face with my hands and with you know some water and then i sat down uh, on the toilet seat I was, of course, bleeding, cloggy, very cloggy blood. I bled, I passed, you know, actually, it was so much blood. Mm. I, I don't know if that was a hemorrhage, but, you know, if that was in hospital, definitely they would say a hemorrhage. Mm -hmm. Because what I learned from Marlene is that two cups or something like that, they, they consider it a hemorrhage. And that was definitely, definitely uh, more than uh, two cups of blood. Mm -hmm. So that was the time when I called my sister. And of course, when she opened the door of the toilet, she was at all. She was freaking out, just, you know, screaming, what the hell is this? What is this? Oh my God, so much blood. No. What, what, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Please tell me. I told her, relax. Don't do anything. Just bring me um, a towel for the baby and bring me a towel for me. And then she brought me a towel for the baby. I was out. She called the midwife, the licensed midwife. You know, the plan B I told you about. Mm -hmm. The midwife said, I can't come. It was uh, 11.50 p.m. It was at night. She said, no, I can't come. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And then, uh, yeah. And then I was out. I was in the living room. Um, I was waiting, of course, for the placenta. But uh, the placenta uh, took a little bit of time. I think, uh, I think you can say one hour, something like that. Mm -hmm. It was there, but I didn't know. It was, uh, you know, at the vaginal opening, but I didn't know until I, I uh, sat down again on the toilet seat and I pushed it. Actually, I, I, I touched it with my, uh, with my hand and then when I knew that it's placenta, I pushed it. Mm. And of course, I uh, didn't cut the cord until it was completely drained, completely white. Baby Lila was in my arms. I tried to breastfeed uh, her, but she was not interested. So um, my sister brought me a kitchen uh, scissors, <laughs> very ordinary scissors. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, I cut the cord. I I called my uh, my daughter Marianne. She is five. I called her because I wanted her to witness, um, you know, me cutting the cord of her sister. Mm. So I I cut the cord and then uh, I had a shoelace, and then I just uh, wrapped the cord with the shoelace, and that was it. I wrapped the cord in the shoelace and then I passed uh, the placenta, as I told you, uh, I delivered the placenta in the toilet. Mm. 
my sister called uh, my uncle because I wanted to uh, I wanted to baby I wanted a pediatrician to see baby Lila because of the meconium. I just wanted to make sure that she is breathing well, mm-hmm. she's doing well. So he uh, came home and we went to the hospital and uh, the pediatrician told me a uh, baby is good. She was actually three, three kilograms and six, 600 pounds. Mm. Yeah. And she's, she told me she's doing well, don't worry. She's doing perfectly well. And then a midwife, uh, my uncle insisted, <laughs> he insisted that a midwife uh, see me. So midwife, uh, <clears throat> you know, she told me, uh, you have a tear. Do you want to stay so that you can have stitches? I declined, mm-hmm. said, no, I don't wanna, I don't wanna stay. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. So she said, please, can you sign? Because, uh, you know, it's your, it's, your, it's your responsibility that you declined staying in the hospital. I said, okay. I signed and then uh, we went back home. Back at home, of course, I was only me and my sister, as I told you. My mother wasn't with us. Mm-hmm. And also my grandmother, my, my aunts, etc. So uh, we were back home and uh, I breastfed her. She breastfed like a champ. Mm. <laughs> and we were resting. And that was it. Mm. Well, Amina, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I'm glad that uh, all all was well um, at the at the hospital. And then also, too, that you um, that you it, it sounded like you were very it sounded like with this birth, you're just very intuitive with the whole thing and that you were just really like really owned your instincts on on a lot of stuff of just, you know, I can I can manage this myself or I might need some outside help. Um, and it's 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 good to hear, you know, it's I think I think with these stories, too, it's good to know and just to be reminded with all the women of just, um, you know, it's OK to find the the balance in both um to just find the um you know the you know to just really honor our thresholds and to honor our lines of like okay what is what is something that i feel comfortable with and what's something that i might need to you know seek more advice on um so yeah thank you just again for that reminder um it's really it's really good yeah um and is there any last parting words of wisdom that you would like to leave our listeners with? Yeah. Um, I had, I think, you know, my, my episiotomy of my first uh, birth, uh, torn, torn. That was, you know, the tear I had actually Mm -hmm. was the episiotomy of my first uh, birth. So, um I, I didn't know how to deal with it so actually i went online uh, marlene told me in um in comments <laughs> she told me i have a sits did i pronounce it right sits bath sits bath yes yes that's right yes so i had a sits for my tear 
And then another uh, an assisted um, an assisted free birth. It's a free birth FB group. She's mm -hmm. an American uh, mother. Mm -hmm. uh, she told me have uh, manuka honey or seaweed. Mm. Uh, so my friend, uh, yeah, <laughs> my friend uh, brought me manuka honey. Manuka honey is very very rare here in Africa, North Africa, mm. because it's from New Zealand. So it's expensive. Fortunately, uh, she had it at home, my friend. So, so she brought me seaweed of um, sushi and um, manuka honey. I did seaweed, but I was very uncomfortable. Uncom uncomfortable. It was dropping, you know, in my underwear. Where it wasn't. Um, I didn't know how to just put it on the tear. Mm. So it wasn't, you know, right for me. Manuka honey was burning like hell. I couldn't, mm -hmm. you know, I couldn't bear that. Mm -hmm. So uh, the licensed midwife, I had her and she said, don't do anything, just a salty water. Lukewarm, salty water. That mm -hmm. was it. So mm -hmm. I was daily, yeah, I was every day on a daily basis, washing uh, the area with the salty water and, of course, keeping my legs closed mm. as possible as I can. So I kept my legs closed and, um, you know, washed the area with, um, with the salty water. Mm. And um, it was perfect. The tear just, you know, it was closed, you could say. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it, I guess I healed a lot. Yeah, you healed. Um, I was going to say what it, what it sound, what it sounds like from that is that, um, uh, sometimes less is better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really comfortable with that. Tier. Yeah. Yeah. To sit down to walk, just feed my child with the yeah. episiotomy. It was, yeah. it was hell. Yeah. I couldn't even breastfeed my first daughter because of that episiotomy. Yeah. Oh, very, 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 you know, it's very sad mm -hmm. that they do this to women. We are supposed to birth in a comfortable way. We, we, we're not supposed to have stitches. We're not supposed to have, have all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. because the mother is... After birth, you know, you are exhausted. And then you have a baby who's hungry. You have to feed the baby. You have to clean the baby. You have to take care of the baby. How, how can you just do all of this with those stitches down there? Mm -hmm. And can you imagine a C-section? It's more, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You can imagine. No, that's that's why I think after birth, it, it just, it truly does take a village you know, to yeah. raise, to raise up both the baby and, and, and the mom too, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, Amina, thank you so much. This was, um, thank you so much. I loved, um, I loved your, I loved, um, witnessing you. I loved hearing your story and I'm so honored to have you here today in this space, um, and allowing me to record you. I really appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Jaden. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you to Indie Birth. <laughs> I really love their work. 
yeah. I really love every 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 piece you, you make for you know supporting women around the globe look at me you know I'm from Algeria here in Egypt and mm. you help me a lot so you are doing an amazing job <laughs> it's 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 so yeah and it's so it's so wild you know for as as much as sometimes I really dislike technology it's just it's such a crazy connecting point for you know just the just the outreach that it can provide you know to again women around the world you know Marin is now located you know she was in Arizona she's now in Kentucky and she you know she has a global reach of you know Africa Australia New Zealand you know indie birth in general not just Marin you know but but yeah it's it's beautiful it's so amazing um and yeah it's it's such a it's such an it's such a really great thing and yeah it's definitely i can i can definitely parallel you it definitely has um uh opened my eyes to a lot of things as well and touched my life in many ways you know just listening to the podcast even before i started school before i started doing this podcast um for sure so yeah it's it's cool yeah thank you <laughs> Very cool. Thank you, Jaden. Yeah, thank, thank you for all this talk. Yes, giving me this great opportunity. Yes, and 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 again, thank you so much. It has been such a beautiful opportunity to be able to hear you, um, and for you to trust me enough to allow to record your your story. I I am so again. I and I say this to every single woman, and I truly mean it. I am so honored to have to have this um, the, honor is, the honor is mine no oh. <laughs> thank you oh thank you so much for listening storytelling is a profound agent of change one that has the ability to plant seeds of inspiration introspection and beyond if you have an empowering birth story that you would like to share on our podcast please head over to indiebirth.org forward slash birth warrior to send your submissions. That's indiebirth.org forward slash birth warrior. Hope you have a beautiful week wherever you are in the world. Until next time, friends.